0: Welcome to Headliner, the podcast, with your hosts, Stephen Heckbert and Philip Gaudreau. You're listening to the gold medal-winning communications podcast, Headliner, Phil Gaudreau, Stephen Heckbert. Who gave us the gold medal? I don't know, but we're talking about Olympics this week.
1: Self-declared gold medalists. I like it. I like it. We can say that, Phil. No one can take it away from us now.
0: Yeah, yeah. No um, drug
1: testing in this uh in this podcast.
0: No. And uh, nobody else on the podium either cuz I think uh I think we were the only ones invited to participate. Just us. Representing uh, Canada. You
1: know what? That's so. good for us though. I I like when we can uh, when we can declare victory. Yeah. Um I will say this, so the Olympics is a tough one for me. Um I find the IOC abhorrent. Uh so this will be a tough one uh for me and uh but
0: I'll get why, through it Why somehow. do you find them abhorrent? What could possibly be- uh- Oh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Uh, I mean, they really are a model of uh, ethics and- Transparency. Uh, transparency and- All that is good. And okay, I got to stop because clearly sarcasm may not translate to everyone. They're abhorrent because they're self-serving, they're self-aggrandizing, they really have no moral center whatsoever. And worse, people still seem to think that it's how we should organize an international athletic competition.
0: Well, at least they didn't totally bankrupt Brazil last time in Rio.
1: Great. So then the World Cup came along. FIFA came along and made sure that
0: we got that done. Finished the job. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah.
1: So two organizations I could really get behind.
0: Oh, uh, FIFA. Absolutely. FIFA and IOC. That's you, have you watched the, the, the uh, FIFA movie about I, Sepp Blatter? Okay. I can't I, think of the name right now, but. Oh. I
1: seriously cannot. Like, like, I cannot imagine how we have. Listen, here's what I know the IOC <laughs> and, and FIFA exist for. To make the NFL look like the cleanest, best, most competently run organization oh, You're going to get the flagged planet. on that. Uh, maybe, but like seriously, this is terrible.
0: referee referee's throwing a flag on the plate. Ugh, anyway, I
1: can't even. okay, so let's talk about the Olympics, largely because I do want to uh, I do want to address a couple of things. So let's be honest, the Olympics have become a showcase of national pride for the host nation, which is why most host nations are now out of the Olympics. Uh, it's why they have a hard time finding people who want to host the Olympics. So what you get are dictatorships or America. And the reason why Americans want to host it is because then it's in their time zones and NBC can make a ton of money off of broadcasting it. But let's remember, no one watches swimming for four years. For four years, swimmers compete in the World Cup of Swimming and dozens of people watch it. Including, dozens? Including their own parents often don't watch wow. it. Wow. And then, you know, the Olympics come along and we're gripped by the 1500-meter freestyle. I don't know if you've ever watched the 1500-meter freestyle, but it's people swimming.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I will say, uh, I, keep, I, I did watch, I did watch, swimming. I did watch a bit of downhill skiing this year because there was a clip of a, a man getting hit where no man should be hit by one of the flags that he was trying to ski around. And that is the most of any skiing I've watched in probably four years.
1: So, and, and again, I, I will say this, there's a couple of things I want to talk about from a Canadian perspective. So I don't know if you remember the red mittens we all got from the Bay Oh yes, uh, for the Vancouver games. Yeah. Uh, we love them. Uh, everyone had them. They were delightful. They were Affordable. 15, I think there were $15. $15. So a couple of things I think that the Olympic Committee might have missed uh, is a deal with Lululemon, in which Lululemon is going to sell those mittens for, I think it was $75.
0: I think it was $68, but anyway, we're in the same ballpark okay, for sure. Okay, here's the
1: thing. If I ever spend $68 on a pair of mittens, Phil, you have the right to come in and say to me, Stephen, you are no longer financially competent to take care of your own affairs. Mittens, Phil, you're going to lose them.
0: Olympic mittens.
1: You're going to lose them.
0: Well, they're bright red at least. You're going to lose them. I wonder if they made children's sizes.
1: You can't (laughs) spend $68 on mittens. You cannot do it. It is is inconceivable to me that you would think to yourself, and I can't imagine being in that meeting. I can't imagine being in that meeting. Lululemon comes in and says to the Olympic committee, okay, we've got apparel. So we know people will overpay for a jacket. I don't care about the jacket. I don't care about the jacket. You pin $300 for the jacket. I don't care. Whatever. Jackets or jackets.
0: Well, I mean, the jacket matches the mittens. Okay, Steven.
1: but $68. Like someone said, it's going to retail for $68. And someone else at the meeting said, oh, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think Canadians will get into that. Like $68. And I don't, I, look, I'm from PEI and I know I'm going to sound like a, like, I'm going to sound like an Islander right now. Like, what would you be doing paying $68 for a pair of mittens? You know, you're going to lose them. You know, you're going to lose those. Why are you doing that, Stephen? What are you doing? Like $68. You could buy shoes for $68, a, a nice pair of shoes. for. Uh, 68. Unless they're from
0: Lululemon, you know, Olympic edition shoes, then you definitely couldn't.
1: <laughs> so, so here's, here's what I loved about the Bay. And, and it was the Bay. So it, I'm about to say that I liked Hudson's Bay and something they did, which is actually going to go like it's taking me some distance <sighs> to get there.
0: You're, you're you're not seeing this, folks, but he's having real physical like symptoms of this.
1: You couldn't buy everything at the Bay for $15, but they knew that if Canadians wanted to be behind the Olympics, they could get one thing. They could get the mittens and everyone w- would wear them. Lululemon said, not so fast. We don't want this kind of unity. Instead, what we want is we want people to feel like the Olympics is exclusive, which is, of course, exclusionary. Right. We have been excluded from these Olympics by the sponsor
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the Canadian Apparel. And that is an opportunity that I think the Olympic Committee will want to look at. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this from the Canadian Olympic Committee, no $68 mittens. Yeah. You can charge 20 yeah. dollars for a pair of mittens
0: well you know inflation right oh, oh my god you can
1: charge, <laughs> you can charge 20 dollars for a pair of mittens that's what people will pay for a pair of mittens that's the most they should pay that's it that's my retail conversation i'm, I'm trying to help you with retail
0: yeah. they need they need a joe fresh edition of the uh the mittens
1: we have lost sight a little bit uh and i and this is going to sound crazy because of course we we had the whole own the podium Uh, initiative and we've become like, we're going to own Olympic podiums. That's what we want to do as Canadians.
0: Can't Uh, manufacture them here, but we'll own them. Sure.
1: So here's the thing. We're a winter country. And I understand that before getting medals at the Olympics was a a challenge for us, but we have mountains, we have rinks, we have curling rinks, especially. We're world leaders now. And at some point in time, and this is going to sound like heresy, I would like Canada to realize we're an adult country. We're a G8 country. We have actual things that we can do around the world. And I don't think it fills my heart with an enormous amount of pride simply because a short track speed skating team can win a gold medal at the Olympics. I don't know that that's the thing but
0: Stephen, surely we're all heartbroken because the men's hockey team didn't medal this year.
1: I did. I just did not care.
0: How many? How many players could you name on the men's hockey team this year?
1: Uh, precisely zero.
0: No, I could name Eric Stahl, um, and that was about it.
1: Okay, so you you even knew that Eric? Stahl, I didn't know he was on the team. Yeah. So, and I think part of the challenge is there were way too many people. First of all, it's happening in China.
0: They probably made the Lululemon mittens. They so, may you know.
1: have made the Lululemon. but but here's what I did not understand. So. Our idea of boycotting the Olympics was we had a diplomatic boycott.
0: So we didn't send our diplomats. Oh, they didn't get a Chinese vacation. You they mean. did
1: not get a vacation to China <sighs> to go to events in China. We'll
0: have to make it up to them.
1: By the way, if we had not done that, I probably would have uh, torn up any card for any political party I may have ever held. Largely because there is no chance after our two Michaels, we could have had anyone official from Canada there supporting the Chinese government at this we'll moment.
0: We'll be lucky to get the athletes back.
1: If they get COVID, we won't get them back. Yeah. I just think that we probably should have thought to ourselves, and at some point in time, I'd welcome a national conversation with ourselves. Do we really need to send athletes to an international event like this that is run by an organization that is so corrupt that FIFA probably looks at it and goes, hold my beer? This is how tough it is to be involved with an organization like that. I think we may want to start again. I think we might want to sort of think about, is there a better way of doing this? Is there a better way of running the Clean Olympics? We have Russian athletes competing uh, for the Russian Olympic Committee, not for the government of Russia, as though somehow people in Russia are going to maintain that uh, sort of, you know, that that distance.
0: Yeah. That made me wonder if we could submit a second Canadian team under the Canadian Olympic Committee uh, right? and they could compete against Canada. Obviously, obviously we should Increase be able to odds.
1: Events. Frankly, in curling, that's what we should be doing. I don't mm-hmm. understand why we're risking it all by only sending one curling team. Like send Canada's, Canada's got to have the top 10 curling teams on the planet. Why are we only sending one of them? Yeah. I'm shocked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but everybody else is doing it, Stephen. Everybody else is participating in the Olympics. Surely if we don't send, then, you know, uh, we'll, we'll look weird. So uh, It'll be embarrassing.
1: My final thought on this is what I would have thought would have been real leadership is if we had said, we're not going. And then I think if we had said, and I understand the athletes uh, and many athletes might be sending us uh, emails right now about how this would have been their one opportunity to participate. We boycotted the Olympics in 1980. We boycotted the Olympics around other sort of key moments in time. We certainly should have boycotted the Olympics in Berlin in, in 1936. At some point in time, Sports are political, and it, there was no better time in my mind than after what happened last year in terms of our diplomatic issues with China for Canada to, to actually become a grown-up country and stop worrying about would our athletes be able to get medals and start saying there are certain international behaviours we will not condone, and that is one of them.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Headliner, the podcast. If you want to know more about how you can improve your organization's communication strategies, visit headlinerthebook.com. We'll see you next week.